Welcome to the Lion's Paw Podcast, represented to you by Jack Greenberg and Dawid Kiflamarium. A podcast for the people, a voice for the times, learning growth through the perspectives of real people, covering topics from philosophy to activism, personal development to community engagement and more. Words, sound, and power. So my name is my name is Dao Kiflamarium. Um, I'm from Eritrea and Burundi, originally born in Senegal. And I met Jack Greenberg in high school, and we started, you know, cultivating our spiritual paths as young men together. And um, you know, right now I feel like the the tree that I identify with right now is the is the tree of life. You know what I mean? It might sound like a a general one, but I think I'm trying to identify with the tree of life because I am. I'm seeking to improve myself, and I feel like the only way to really improve myself is to give all of myself to, you know, what I do, you know, and the tree of life provides for all. So I say that's where I am right now. Thank you. And uh, my name is Jack Greenberg. Um, I'm 24 years old. Um, I go by he, they pronouns. Um, like Dawit mentioned, I had the opportunity of uh, meeting, getting to know, and forming a bond with my friend Dawit at our boarding school, um, Hyde Boarding School in Connecticut. Um, And he has been a huge inspiration on many journeys, um, and uh, I appreciate him for coming on and uh, sharing this space with me. My spirit tree, uh, you kind of inspired me a little bit. Now I have two spirit trees. The first one is and will always be the redwood. Okay. Um, I always have felt a spiritual connection to the redwood. Um, and I just, I the scent, the sight, the feel of this tree, the presence that it brings, just I can feel the ancient knowledge and wisdom that it holds within it. Um, and so it really, it, it resonates with me very deeply. Um, but the second tree is actually not a tree at all. It's uh, it's what's called a rhizome, and uh, a rhizome is a root structure um, that essentially, instead of going vertical like a tree, like you know, a tree has a, a roots, a trunk, uh, branches, and it goes vertically up, right, in this kind of linear path. A rhizome is a a network of of roots in a system that goes uh, every direction. So there's no there's no general upward, outward direction. It just, it permeates every direction. And, uh, and I resonate with that because I think that that's kind of how life is structured. Um, instead of this idea of it being structured in this linear roots, trunk, branches, upward way, I think that life actually goes in every direction all the time. And it's mm-hmm. always forming these connections. Um, and so I try to do that in my own life. And so I resonate with uh, with the rhizome. Wonderful. Thank you for sharing, my brother. Of course. Okay, so you uh, mentioned um, this kind of concept of intention versus just going through the motions. Yes. Uh, so, the fir- so the first question that I wanted to ask you is, what does intention feel like to you? Wow. I think intention feels like um, 
self-control and and power and conviction and power not in like a you know a just like oppressive or like superior you know bringing other people down kind of way but just you know power in the sense like you have a you have a clear understanding of your why you know mm. choosing to do something and when you have a clear understanding of your why when the challenges arise you're going to know how to deal with them accordingly you know um guided by yourself because you understand clearly your why you know yeah mm. that's powerful yeah i i see that idea of uh of power as being more of an energetic thing yes. you know and so and so intention is just being able to direct your energy exactly. um, in in the way that you want it to so that's awesome and so i guess uh how how is intention different from going through the motions uh and how can we move towards a place of intention all right well i'm going to give an example right imagine you're walking into a marketplace a big marketplace where every every um every market vendor is trying to get you know their stuff off they're trying to sell their things if you don't have an understanding of what your budget is and what you're looking for you know and how much time you can spend there then you could find yourself very lost in the market, you know, not even getting what you plan to get in the first place, you know, because you're going to now be a victim to every different vendor's um, kind of, uh, you know, every every vendor's like plan to, to sell what they need to sell because the vendors know what their prices are, what they want to get off, what they need to sell. They're very clear about that, you know. But mm. if you know walking into a market, then – you could lose and waste a lot of time, you know, and not even end up getting what you really needed. So I think that a way that, um, and that was just like a metaphor, you know, to try to uh, summarize it all. But one way, I guess, that we can move forward towards intention is is making time for reflection, you know, making time to reflect on, you know, where we are, where we need to go, and what we need to do to get there. And like you referred to before, finding different ways to express that so it becomes more clear, you know, whether you share it with your friends and your family, you know, so it affirms it more to you. And somehow now you feel like you have an accountability because they're going to check up on you to see if you follow through, you know, writing it down on a piece of paper. You know, these are all different ways to express that. And I think it's also something that you cultivate, you know, it's not like a one-time thing, you know. So, and that's a beautiful thing because wherever you are in your journey of life, now you have the space and the room to, to build that, you know, to build that level of intention. And I think it also comes with knowing yourself more, you know, having that time to reflect on who you are, what's important to you. Um, all those things help kind of clarify what now, you know, you want out of um, out of life and out of your day-to-day experiences, you know. And mm-hmm. uh, it's a very powerful thing because then you can – you can have genuine um you can have genuine i think your interactions with people become more genuine because you're coming from a place where you know you you understand who you are you know what i mean and you understand the people around you better and people will just appreciate you more appreciate love you more you know you know yeah man clarity you know more clarity that's wonderful i love that and and you kind of talked about knowing who you are and we're going to talk about knowledge of self uh too um and uh I love your analogy about the market and uh one that kind of came to my mind is uh 
like going to the grocery store when you're hungry. Uh, <laughs> and uh, and it's kind of like, you know, everyone knows that you're not supposed to do that because you're going to end up getting whatever looks tasty to you in that time rather than the food you may need for the week. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, And so I think about it as like, being intentional is having that list, that grocery list, um, and also eating, you know, eating beforehand uh, and nourishing yourself, right? Giving your giving yourself the things that you need before you go into a situation um, is important because then you don't get distracted by the hunger pangs, by the by the things that throw you off. And so I think that, uh, yeah, this idea is, you know, it's not just um going to the grocery store it's going to the grocery store when you're hungry uh is that lack of intention um you know cuz that that that's i think a big driver um in this uh kind of going through the motions is not just we're doing something but we're doing something not only without a goal but with an anti goal almost with no goal um kind of throws us even further um away than if we were kind of just on this blank slate. Um, so I really like that idea um, in this concept of mm-hmm. uh, intention. And so I think I want to ask you, how does intention, this concept, align with your personal vision? Um, how does intention align with my personal vision? Mm-hmm. I feel like somehow, like, intention, I feel like um, my my personal vision you know it can only it can only manifest through intention you know mm. and it even kind of can even even in the whole idea of having like a a purpose and a mission and a vision for yourself before we were talking about intention we were even talking about the idea of like making time to reflect you know having that knowledge itself and in order to even get to a place where you could have an idea about what kind of vision you want you have to even be able to get to a place where you can reflect and look with inside yourself and then look with it with outside yourself, you know? Mm. So, um, I think intention is everything in vision. And the more, the more that you start to work towards that vision with tangible goals, then you start to actually start to see like the, the, the value and the power in intention. And then you can begin to somehow now stretch, stretch yourself more and more because you can you you can refer to your past and say okay this is my this is my vision my mission statement for for 2020 you know and i got so far three fourths into 2020 based on everything at the beginning of the year i said i wanted to to work towards this is mm-hmm. where i am today you know and either you either you are where you want it to be or you're not you know what i mean and you can you can look back at that and go through time and say okay what what happened you know what i mean and most of the time is a lack of intention that got you to where, you know, necessarily you didn't want to be, you know, and all you have to do is trace right through those steps, you know, so intention is everything in vision, you know, they, they somehow, they somehow come together, you can't have an envision, you can't have a vision, you know, without intention, you know, because you have Mm -hmm. to intentionally seek that vision, you know, so if that made sense, you know, I kind of use the same words explaining similar things, um, but yes, I I like that a lot. Actually, I think that they are very intricately connected, um, and and they kind of uh, build off of each other uh, very much so. 
because uh, I think that your personal vision def- determines your intention, um, mm-hmm. but you can't enact your personal vision without intention. Absolutely. Um, so I guess just to just to entertain the idea, um, I want to ask you: Is there room for going through the motions? How do habits play into this conversation? Uh, because I think that uh, we kind of are um, creating two sides of this, right? There's either intention or going through the motions. And mm-hmm. uh, I kind of want to challenge that idea. And uh, I want to know, do you think that there is, is there room um, for going through the motions? And if so, uh, how do habits play into this conversation? Um Personally, I don't, I, person, and this might be because of my bias and where I am in my life, but I don't think there's room to go through the motions, you know, and I think that habits, habits are really kind of what define you either going through the motions or being intentional with the things that you're trying to do in your life, you know, even, let's say, even if you're, you know, you want to have a, you want to make time in the year to have an awesome vacation, you know, you're working, you're doing all these things just to survive and, you know, make it to society. But you want to make sure that you have some time to to uh, to see your family, your friends, spend time in nature, whatever makes you happy. If you want to, you know, see that enjoyment, you have to be able to be intentional about how you're going to facilitate that, you know. How you're going to reach out to the people you want to see, how you're going to make time for that, how you're going to plan for that, you know. So I don't think there's space to go through the motions because, if you want to have a good time, you have to really be intentional about that, you know? And it doesn't mean, being intentional doesn't mean that you're not allowing for spontaneity spontaneity to happen in your life. Matter of fact, I feel like there's so much more spontane- spontaneity that can happen in your life that will actually serve you in a positive way, you know, if you are intentional with the things that you do, you know? Because we make a good plan that always happens. You know what I mean? Things always happen in between our plans, but the more intentional you can become, the more you can, you know, make your life will be of greater purpose and a value to you. Going through the motions, I don't think there's any space for that because it's it's like saying that like it's like saying you don't you don't know what you want, you know, and you even have to be intentional about. Let's say you're in a place where you don't know what you want. You have to be intentional about how you going to make sense of that confusion. Versus just sitting there and expecting for something, you know. Mm-hmm. Lost, yeah, I mean, no, go lost, ahead. You know what I mean? And what do I need to do to gain more clarity? In this 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 phase of confusion, you know. So I think it's important. Like, you love somebody, you have to intentionally love them. You know what I'm saying? Like it's important to do that. You know. So. I feel like intention is very important in everything, you know. Even me and you talk about this, just like even with your body, you know what I mean? Like your posture, your breathing, your emotions. If you want to cultivate any sense of like personal happiness or health, you have to be intentional about that, you know. Especially in the world that we're living in because we're living in a society that's been intentionally designed to break down the human spirit and divide communities. So, that's something that you even have to awaken your mind to whenever you're, you know, you get that level of consciousness, you know. So moving through the motions is like not acknowledging the world you're living in, you know. Mm. You can intentionally have a great time and intentionally be like, yeah, I'm going to go in nature and trip with my friends and just, you know, like just go on a self-discovery. You have to be intentional about that, 
you know, you get more out of it. So yeah, man. That's that's powerful. Yeah, I I I agree with what you say, and I also want to push back a little bit uh, because I actually do think that uh, this idea of going through the motions uh, can be beneficial to us, um, and I think that it serves a specific purpose. Uh, because human beings are creatures of habit, um, mm-hmm. and habits are essentially things that we do over time that not don't necessarily turn into a mindless act, but they turn into an act in which we don't have to put so much mental energy into. And so mm-hmm. I don't think that necessarily that it's devoid of intention. I think that it's very important to create intentional habits, mm-hmm. um, but I think that there's a certain letting go, um, and we actually, we do talk about mindfulness a lot, but I actually am a proponent of mindlessness, too, of just allowing yourself to be completely free of thoughts, um, and one way to do that is to build habit around something so that you don't have to be consciously thinking about it, um, and now this is this doesn't apply to everything all the time, absolutely. Um, But I think that habits have been biologically ingrained in us to make it easier for us to move about life. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I think that uh, not actually having to think about every time you brush your teeth allows you to brush your teeth every time um, a lot more consistently. Um, And so I think that I don't I don't think that they're entirely polar opposites like you're either intentional or you're going through the motions. I think that there is there's a space for both. Um and often um it's beneficial to have have one or the other, but I think that actually in a lot of ways uh they tie into each other and I like I said it's important to mindfully and intentionally create spaces for mindlessness. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and so that's where that's where I would push back on just a little bit. Oh yeah, absolutely. I I think you phrase it very well, you know, because I think that there there is that balance, you know what I mean. And I think it exists in the habits, like you said, like if you you cultivate those those kind of constructive positive habits, then you don't have to think about the things you need to do so much. It's already ingrained in you, you know. So you don't spend your 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 energy and your 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 brain power thinking about the thing like you just you just find yourself doing it because it's you know it becomes automatic through your habits so uh, I like I I agree with how you um you phrase that you phrase it very well nice cool well um I want to shift gears now and kind of talk about the other thing uh, that you brought up which is this idea of knowledge of self mm-hmm. um, and I find it so important. I think it's it's vital to know thyself, right? That's like one of the first pillars. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also think that it's really interesting because we are such complex creatures, and I think much of life is learning about yourself, mm-hmm. is figuring out yourself. Experiencing life is part of knowing yourself. Uh, and they even say that, like, you are part of the universe, and you are the universe experiencing itself. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think that this idea is so important, um, but it's kind of a, it's an active thing. It's not a, you hold 
knowledge. It's kind of like uh, instead of just knowledge of self, um, I would even call it wisdom of self, where mm-hmm. I would differentiate wisdom from knowledge as wisdom is knowledge applied. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, so, so what does knowledge of self mean to you? Knowledge of self means um, that the the act of that act is like it's like the act of experiencing oneself and experiencing the world, you know, and 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 learning also from from your past, you know. Just like you said, um, it's never like it's not like you get like a, a certificate or like one day, you know what I mean? You just gained all this knowledge of self because you wake up to like none of us coronavirus is going to happen. You know what I mean? And when the COVID <laughs> happened, all of us had to get into quarantine. All of us were experiencing something we never had experienced before. We couldn't look back in our lives, you know, maybe me and yours lives, but, you know, that pandemic when the world was on lockdown, you know. So that was a whole new experience for people to, to, to discover themselves more, you know what I mean, to learn about themselves and to experience themselves in the world because nothing is, nothing is stagnant and nothing is the same. You know, every day is a new day, you know. So I think I like how you were talking about really just, I think part of part of maybe successfully knowing thyself is applying that wisdom that you gain throughout the year, you know, because that's, that's all that it was really there for, you know. What you went through in the past, good or bad, you know what I mean? It, it's there to, to give you some insight, you know, on how to, to navigate life. So the most important thing is, to be able to apply that insight, you know, and to not ignore it. Because if you ignore it, you're going to get the same kind of results coming to you. And then, you know, it kind of defeats life because, you know, the whole purpose of life, in my opinion, is just to keep gaining that knowledge of self, give praises to the Almighty, show love to people, you know what I mean, and discover what you have to offer to the world, you know. So I think it's a continuous process of, like, opening up your heart and your mind, you know. Knowledge of self is a continuous process of opening up your heart and your mind to the world and to its people, you know? Mm, that's, that's beautiful. I love that um, that opening of your heart um, aspect about it. And, uh, yeah, I think you bringing up this the pandemic and, and how people react to it, um, it kind of makes me think about how important knowledge or wisdom of self is uh, because it kind of shows us uh, in these unforeseen circumstances um, how we're going to react. It's, it gives us the, the, the framework to work from, you know. Uh, it, you don't know how you're going to react when a global pandemic strikes, uh, and if you've never experienced one before, but mm-hmm. you're still going to react. And that place of reaction or action comes from knowledge of self mm-hmm. um, and the thing that and, and that active aspect of knowledge of self the active cultivation of it um it really feeds into um this idea of like okay well this is who i am and then the, i'm applying it to whatever situation i am uh, mm-hmm. in um and i think that also this kind of concept of uh like what you were talking about, the example of the, the coronavirus, um, it makes me think about the other forms of knowledge. Um, and so I want to ask you, how does knowledge of self play into these other forms of knowledge, such as 
worldly knowledge, uh, you know, so knowing about things that are happening in the world or uh, different cultural aspects of uh, the world, and then also uh, things like specialized knowledge, which is like learning specific skills uh, that are specialized, right, that are like not just generalized skills to have, but like very specific, whether that's like learning how to play a specific uh, thing on the uh, on an instrument or learning how to program specific things like these specialized mm. skills and knowledge that we attain and we 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 seek out how does it play how does knowledge of self play a role in these other forms of knowledge well you know they are they're interconnected just like everything in life you know what i mean um just to take it back a few steps right it's like everybody is born like you have to first of all it's like on a cultural historical level, right? If you don't know where you're coming from, you know, you don't know necessarily where you're going. You know what I mean? Like you have to be able to, to look back to the pages of time and history, you know what I mean? To to make sense of what was going on in the world, what your people were going through. You know, certain things there's certain things about your character and your personality that you get directly from your genetics and from your family and your parents. So if you don't take the time to acquire that knowledge and that information, you know, about, you know, your family, your people, you know, um, the, the, the personality traits, the traumas, the things that they went to, you know, all that stuff will give you more insight onto who you are and more clarity. It doesn't determine who you are, but it'll help you understand maybe where certain things are coming from. You know what I mean? On another level, like understanding astrology a little bit, you know, um, many cultures around the world have a different way of expressing it. In Christianity, they talk about like, you know, um, what's it called? Not Christianity, but in Judaism and Rastafari faith, you know, they refer to like horoscopes and um, horoscopes and astrology in reference to like the 12 tribes of Israel, you know, mm. and all those different characters from each tribe, you know, and the, the, the characteristics that they, they all emulate. But basically it's a metaphor thing that a part of a part of our journey is also written in the stars, you know, and people who mm. have a particular time, particular moon, a particular star. There's certain things about their characteristics that are just going to come out more, you know what I mean? And different cultures and societies have different ways of expressing that. So all of this is insight for you to understand more about yourself and basically what how you can relate to the world around you. You know, everybody's born with certain certain gifts, certain talents, certain things that are kind of just unique and natural to them, you know, to their emotions, to their feelings, to how they see things, you know what I mean? And it's important to identify with that because it's inside of you, you know. Sometimes it's good, sometimes it's bad, and, you know, you just have to, I'm not, not necessarily bad, but you just have to, you have to have a knowledge of that to understand now how you, who is in control, because we're all creators, you know, you know. All of us, every human being is a creator, you know what I mean? Just like how you're talking about how the universe is within us while we're experiencing it, you know? It's like we are made in the image of the creator. So, you know, although we're the, the, we're the children of creation, we also have a piece of creation inside of us, you know? And we have to come to to know that. And that's a very, that's that's like that's like almost every person's responsibility because right then and there almost, you know, lies your your mission and your purpose, you know, and your parents can't even really do that for you. You know, you have to, you have to go and seek 
seek out that knowledge, you know? So it's just mm. like understanding more truth about who you are. And the sooner you get to understand that, then, you know, things will start making sense to you, you know? You figure out, you know, you're Pisces and you're like, yo, you know, I do have a heavy heart and I feel so much for things that don't always even affect me. You know, I have this compassion. You know, maybe that's why I feel so, you know, strongly about trying to help people and build community. Maybe that's my calling. Now, how do I go about that? You know what I mean? Especially in this world now with so much technology and so many distractions, knowing yourself is, like, even more important, you know, because the answers will not be found outside of you, you know, and the problems also, you know, Mm. are within inside of you. Although there are problems out there in the world, the solutions is within you, you know. Mm. You have to come to know that, you know or else life will be very confusing for you. And it's crazy because when you start to find solutions for yourself, they resonate much stronger within you than solutions you get from other people, you know, because mm. the solutions that are coming from their life experience. So That's yeah, powerful, man. That's, 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 uh, that's really interesting. And I love uh, that you kind of touch on this idea that, uh, you know, over time we have collective knowledge uh, we've developed this collective knowledge that, uh, you know, we've determined certain character aspects and certain certain things about humanity that we've been able to, over long periods of time, come to an understanding of these general concepts uh, that kind of create a framework for us to work in. Um, and and I think that that's a really important uh, this aspect of knowledge itself uh, is tying into these, these other greater knowledges. Uh, these, you know, the, and then you can also talk about like ancient wisdom and an indigenous wisdom. Um, and uh, and in order to really um, tap into our full knowledge of self, we have to acknowledge, honor, and integrate this these these indigenous and collective uh, consciousnesses. These this wisdom. Um, of how to operate and how to treat each other and and the world at large, uh, and and understanding our place in the world um, mm. is very important. And and uh, and I think that everyone everyone is seeking that, right? They all everyone wants to know where they fit in the the grander puzzle. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that by by looking at these uh, you know these collective conscious ideas that have have come up over time we can get a better understanding of where people might fall but also just of of how we might live it's not it's not prescriptive it's not to say oh you're pisces you must feel empathy for other people at all times or something like that um you know it's more of that over time these these you know histories these cultures have come to these general understandings of this is how people might be. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, it differentiates on who is where, um, but it's it's kind of like this uh, building a little bit off of this general fl- framework of, like, you have a universe inside of you and you're, you're un- unfolding or you're, you're coming out of and discovering yourself through uh, yourself. Um, and, and it ties back into how other people might have done it. And I think that's important to understand. We can't just forget how we've done things in the past or else, guess what? We are, are doomed to repeat those things. Um, and so I think it's a great, important jumping off point. And it, it reminds me 
of um I just started reading this book called Breeding Sweetgrass um mm. and it 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 talks about indigenous wisdom um and kind of how we can uh appreciate it and understand it and also apply it uh to to our own lives today and and uh one of the things that the the woman who wrote it says is that um in you know to be indigenous just means to be uh no longer a visitor to the land mm. um and uh and they talk about how in 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 um i don't know if it's mythology but in in the creation story of her culture uh it's a woman who falls from the sky so mm. the very first woman the very first human being is an immigrant um and and the way that that uh she you know over time she first of all she was caught by these geese and these other creatures helped her uh safely land on on earth and in appreciation uh she essentially created the world in which they see um but um the important thing to realize is that uh she didn't create this for herself she created it with the hope of you know creating a place that fosters uh you know love and joy for future generations and mm-hmm. so that to that to me stuck out um a lot because it's this idea that uh to be indigenous just means to not not be a visitor not just to be transient uh mm-hmm. to take from the land to visit it and 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 get everything you can and give nothing back but to to be um uh, to be a part of it and to uh invest in this uh mm-hmm. whether it's your you know a local community or just the world as a whole but to really accept that you are a citizen of this earth um mm-hmm. and it is your job to give back so that even though your citizenship you know is up at the end of your life it's you've built on something you've offered something back you've had a reciprocal uh relationship with the planet um so that others may enjoy the fruits of your labor absolutely brother and just to even touch on one thing that you said it's like you see like we're talking about like knowledge and knowledge of self you know and then like if you break down knowledge like the first word is know you know what i mean like to know you know what i mean to overstand to know and based off of you know even when you're given the indigenous example the whole lifestyle and spirituality of you know different indigenous communities just going to work off the example you just gave me is like they have that understanding of their story where they're coming from you know so the way the fact that they they have this historical account that they can look back to they understand that that historical account is rooted off of human beings being visitors in this land, you know what I mean? And not owning it and knowing that it's a, a, a reciprocity kind of relationship, you know? In order to in order to get you have to give and vice versa. And that has stayed in with them. And even you had said it yourself, you're like, you know, the purpose of this is to, to give that to the future generations. And in order to even in order to even have a perception of, you know, giving to the future you have to understand that what was given to you in the past. You have to know, you know. So we have to know, and we have to make sure that we, we, we try and read all the different stories and make sense of the right ones. You know what I mean? Because history is always written by those who, uh, 
win, you know. So mm-hmm. we have to make sure that we get the correct account, you know. But it's the age of that now, you know. If you want to live, uh, if you want to live in our life where you, you you kind of see the truth, the history, you know what I mean. You can find it there. If you want to live blindfolded, you know what I mean. At your choice. Yeah, that's that's powerful, and and it kind of leads me into my next question, um, which is, how can we bring these concepts like knowledge of self and intention? into a world that seeks to disconnect and distract us from this present, from this knowledge of self, from this intention. We have to get like a personal mission statement, you know, and before we can even do that, we might have to take some steps back, you know, because sometimes to move forward, you have to take a step back and you have to, and that's where it connects to knowledge, how knowledge of self, knowledge of history, like, these these values that we're talking about won't really weigh so much to somebody who, you know, is living uh, a life blindfolded, not really knowing the truth of what's going on in the world today. You know, they won't understand why it's so important. You know what I mean? To to live to live with that kind of intention. You know what I mean? So the way we can start to cultivate it now is 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 to look within our take time to look within ourselves. The most important thing I think is to to, to, to find a way to cultivate knowing who you are, you know, because once you start to get a better idea of who you are, then you can better understand how you can relate to the world. You know what I'm saying? So, mm. But we have to want it too, you know, it's a thing that you have mm-hmm. to, you have to want it. You know what I mean? No one, no one's going to give it to you, especially like you're saying in the context of the world that we're in today. So, um, you know, I think it's everywhere. Though. I think it's more easier, and I think there is like a, a a a revolution going on in the minds of our generation right now. You know, who are kind of like seeing themselves outside of like traditional religion that's been kind of like just like spit at us over the years and certain dogma and certain kind of you know ways of thinking to keep the people down. You know, people are people are really waking up. You know, you hear people eating more healthier, people want to start growing food, people are speaking about, you know, the oppressive works that were done in the past, you know, that that, that consciousness vibration is happening right now around the world. People are thinking for themselves, people are coming together, uniting, protesting, you know. So I think it's happening, you know. I think it's definitely happening. We just, the most important thing is to know how you, how, where do you fit in all of this? Because everybody's born equal, but I heard somebody say that not everybody is born, like, equally appointed. So it's like you have to know your appointment and work towards that, you know? Mm. Yeah, and, and, and uh, I, I've, I've kind of, um, the next question um, is, is giving you an opportunity to offer people, uh, a, you know, resources or, or, or knowledge or, or whatever you want to offer uh, to people to to research and to develop that uh, for themselves, like you said, people are waking up, and so I want to give you an opportunity to offer uh, people that opportunity uh, to to get engaged um, themselves. But uh, just to kind of go off this uh, this uh, kind of concept, uh, what we were talking about yesterday a little bit, um, and and I really love the idea of going back to move forward, uh, and and it kind of again, what we talked about yesterday, which was 
this idea that it's a reorienting. It's a it's a honing back in, uh, uh, an assessing of the situation, and then determining whether the things that you've built in your life are still serve the function that you uh, put them in for, or if you weren't intentional, the things that you allowed to slip in to mm-hmm. your life, uh, you know, when you weren't being, you know, paying attention, um, and to reassess those and to be critical of those at all times, uh, because it really it speaks to this idea that we're not moving linearly and kind of like going back to that idea of the rhizome, right? We're not always just trying to go up. We're we're going wherever whatever direction is most needed. Um, is most effective um, for our growth. Um, and so I really like that idea because um, it's kind of this, this, again, this active thing. We're always doing something. We're always, we don't just develop a knowledge of self and that's who we are forever. Um, we're, we're always building and affecting and changing that um, and even putting your attention and your awareness on these topics changes them. Um, and so I think it's it's wholly important that we do that. Um, and so I think that that's uh, a really beautiful concept um, and, and one that I think is really important to apply because it, it also fits into this idea. Um, and I have a quote on my wall that, that works well with this by uh, F. Scott Fitzgerald, the, uh, the writer of known for uh, The Great Gatsby. Um, and the quote goes, for what it's worth, it's never too late, or in my case, too early, to be whoever you want to be. There's no time limit. Start whenever you want. You can change or stay the same. There are no rules to this thing. We can make the best or worst of it. I hope you make the best of it. I hope you see things that startle you. I hope you feel things that you never felt before. I mm. hope you meet people who have a different point of view. I mm. hope you live a life that you are proud of. And if you're not, I hope you have the courage to start all over again. Mm-hmm. That's beautiful, man. Words sound yeah. powerful. <laughs> so, so I, I really appreciate it. This has been a great discussion. Um, it always is with you. And so that's why I appreciate our conversations. Um, but I want to give you an opportunity uh, and ask you, is there something that you want listeners to look up, to research, to explore? Uh, what what resource do you have to offer the world right now? You know, I think that um, so many so many different places to start. Um, hmm, what do I have to offer to the people? That, <laughs> you know, I'm thinking about this whole this whole conversation. <laughs> It's like gems for people, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like the conversation itself uh, opened up people's minds. But I think uh, I think a place to start, uh, this is just one place, you know, like it might, it might give ideas to other people in different places that they can start. But I think that, um, you know, really taking a, a, a different perspective historically towards understanding kind of, you know, the history of the United States, you know, mm. you live in today. Because in school we're taught that people like Christopher Columbus discovered the states and, you know, these are all great explorers, you know. I think the whole colonial era is a, is a, is an era that people should, you know, to relook and revisit 
restudy, you know, because it somehow helps us explain, you know, where we are today, you know, um, and maybe just to start there, you know. Uh, yeah, man. I, uh, that's, that's, I think that especially now in the age like you, all you got to do is Google that, YouTube that, and you're going to find plenty of voices, you know. Um, ready to speak up about that. And I, the reason why I pointed to um, that is because, like we said before, history that's taught to us in schools and in institutions from our kids and that really shapes the way we understand and see race, gender, society, class, you know, has always been written by those people who were, you know, victorious at that time. So, oh, when you can go through the, the, the pages of history and see, you know, the the trauma you know, and the violence and the really dark stuff that happened and understand, like, you know, who was doing this? Why were they doing this? What was the root of all of this, you know? And to take mm. on, and to hear the honest accounts will help you kind of make sense of where we are in the world today and why it's so important, you know, to, to exercise positivity, to exercise consciousness, you know, because they don't want us to be healthy. They don't want us to be educated. Educating the sense of getting those for the count. They don't want us to be self-sufficient. I mean, why is it that we're living here and we go to the supermarket and hardly nothing we eat is from, you know, near 25 miles from where the market is, you know? Why is it that in communities of color, there's huge food deserts? You know, why is it that particular groups of people are facing um, income inequality, obesity, having work, health issues, you know, these are all very intentional decisions that are made, you know, and sometimes it's hard to swallow because we might we might see an image of a person and feel like just because they look like us now we're responsible. But I think that's the next part too, man, is that like we have to we have to claim that responsibility, you know, because when we start claiming responsibility then we can start claiming healing, you know. We can start actively healing and, and making improvements so that the next generation doesn't have to be have to have to deal with the same things. They can work off of where we are now, you know. Mm. So it's very very important, you know, and it's only for the willing, you know. Ones out there who want it, they might go get it, you know. So we just have to know what side we're on, and and be unapologetic about it, you know. Thank you. That That is a, a, a great place for people to start. Um, I think that the idea that uh, knowing our history um, and just understanding that history is his story and, <laughs> and learning the true history and making it our story um, uh-huh. is, is so important and also uh, will help us take responsibility. If yeah. you can understand better understand the historical structures that are currently uh, creating the world that we are living in, uh, you know, that they're, they're the culmination of what has happened in the past is where we are and our opportunities for the future. And so understanding the things that went into and the structural inequalities that were created help us understand, okay, where can we take responsibility and where is it not my fault? Where is it not my fault that my my family is in a poor situation, lives in a poor area, doesn't have access to these resources. Instead of internalizing that and and blaming oneself, we can yeah. start to 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 
put our our energy towards uh, you know things like reparation and re and and reciprocity and creating more just systems. Um, and so I love that. And and uh, uh, there's actually a lecture, a, a Zoom lecture that I'm planning on going to on. Um, let's see, when is it? It is tomorrow at 7 p.m. Or sorry, it is on. Uh, I am incorrect. It is next month, um, September 23rd uh, at 7 p.m. Mm -hmm. And it is uh, a lecture by Paul Ortiz, who is a uh, his history professor at the University of Florida. Um, and he is teaching a lecture on an African-American and Latinx history of the United States. Mm. And so I think that's a great place for people to start. It's put on by Cambridge Public Library. And I do have to correct myself on the uh, date and time. Let me just get it exactly right. So it is Thursday, September 24th, 2020, from 7 to 8 p.m. online. Um, I believe it's pre-registered. Uh, but just to go into a brief description of it, uh, to read the bio, it says, Spanning more than 200 years, an African-American and Latinx history of the United States is a revolutionary, politically charged narrative history arguing that the global South was crucial to the development of America as we know it. Mm. Scholar and activist Paul Ortiz challenges the notion of westward progress as exalted by widely taught formulations like Manifest Destiny and Jacksonian Democracy, and shows how placing African-American, Latinx, and indigenous voices unapologetically front and center transforms U.S. history into the one of, or sorry, into one of the working class organizing against imperialism. Uh, and so I think that's a great place if people want to learn more about history and, and, and get a different perspective than we're normally taught by, again, history being written by the winners, uh, I think that's a great place that we can uh, people can start. Um, and so, Jawi, I really want to thank you for taking this time to talk today. Uh, I, want, I appreciate you. I, want, I appreciate you. Sorry, go I want, ahead. I want, I want to give them something. No, no, apologies for the interruption. All right. So no, no, please, please, please. There's a book. Um, by MLK called um, Why We Can't Wait. That's a good book to read. Um, and then the next one is you can print out the lyrics or you can just listen to um, Natural Mystic. Natural Mystic by Bob Marley and also um, Redemption Song by Bob Marley. Those are two, you know, those two songs can put into a vibration of hearing, hearing the account of the past from those who were not the historical winners at that time, you know what I mean? But you can hear their voices and you can feel it through the music, you know? So mm. I would, um, you know, just to give people that little balance, you know? That's beautiful. I love that. And, and bringing in this literature and art and uh, creative expression by revolutionaries is so important. And if I recall correctly, uh, Martin Luther King Jr.'s Why We Can't Wait is uh, the first book we read in our senior English class together. 
Absolutely, and that touches also too on you know we were talking before about intention and going through the motion, and the title of the book is why we can't wait, you know, why the time is the now, why we have to be intentional with the you know the actions we're making. So it gives you a, a perspective on like why would somebody feel so strongly about that, and then you get to hear that narrative and that story, you know. We have to read. You know, we really have to read. We have to we have to exchange information. It's the only way that we're gonna we're gonna make sense of the you know the confusing past. So mm. give back. You know, I, hey, we're blazing a serious fire. Everybody who's tuning into the Lion Paw podcast, we give thanks for um, we give thanks for your attendance today, and we really hope that this word and this sound reaches you wherever you might be in the world. Back to you, word, Jeff. Sound. That's word, sound, and power, my friend. And I appreciate you. And uh, I guess uh, I would like to end by just asking, what are you looking forward to? Um, it can be this today. It can be this week. It can be this month, this year, this lifetime. Uh, what is one thing that you are looking forward to? I'm looking towards reaping uh, the eggplants that I planted a couple weeks ago. You know, uh, my eggplants and my carrots, I go to my garden and, uh, you know, gardening and farming is really a thing. You know this too, right? You you have to be intentional (laughs) because you're going to reap what you sow. You know, I love farming because I think there's so many great lessons in there. I'm looking forward to to that. Um, I'm also looking forward to finishing mixing this song of mine and uh, this community conference collected on Sunday because, you know, it's not something we're getting paid to do. It's just some other a part in our soul and our consciousness telling us that yo, you know, we we need to bring the community together and start addressing some important things, you know. We can't just walk around like we're not living in a world with you know, with real joy and real pain and, and real things that need changing. So I'm excited for those three things. Yeah man, that's beautiful. And and that's why we can't wait. Um ah. I mean, it, it, the time is now. Um and so you know, I don't really have a, a way to sign this off um, yet, but uh, I think this was really helpful for me, and I hope anybody else listening, I hope you guys enjoyed yourselves. Um, just remember, the lion paw is an opportunity to connect energetically, um, and I think that we've done just that today. And so, again, I really want to appreciate Dawit Kifamarium, the real Rastafarian, for coming on this show today and uh and joining me in this space and i hope you all move forward with your days with intention and knowledge of self mm-hmm. all, all right. right man all right oh, that that's great man well uh again thanks thanks man uh this is great man i love this i don't know i'm gonna I'm going to try and I'm going to do the next step for me is figuring out how to get this out into the world. Uh, and so uh, I'm, uh, I'm going to figure that out and uh, I'll keep you posted so that you can offer it to people. Um, uh, but this is just helpful for, for me, man. I love talking about this stuff. You know, you and I can go about this all day long. Uh, and so I think that giving, giving each other this like kind of uh, structured space to do it um, is really helpful. Absolutely, my brother. Yeah, man, I'm going to look into it, too, because I'm not too familiar with kind of like the world of podcasts and how to get their podcasts out there. But um, 
I think this is great, man. I think this is great because it's like it's organic to what we do. And it's one of those things, man, it's like if if all of this is inside of you, it's inside of you for you to share it. You know what I mean? It's not inside of you for you to keep it yourself, you know? People need to hear this. These you know man can't live off bread and milk. You know what I'm saying? People need this for their mind. These are words sounding power, bro. It's like when we say these things, we're, we're bringing more positivity into the portal, you know, and we're closing that negative portal, you know, because that negative portal is out there. It, it's strong as fuck, you know what I mean? So we have to be just as strong as that, you know? We have to be for ourselves, you know what I mean? And also, most importantly, for ourselves so we can give it to others, you know, because if we can't do it within ourselves, we can't do it for other people. So, you know what I mean? We, we're, we're here to strengthen it. Yeah, man, uh, that is, you know, there's one principle that I that I resonate the most with that I that I try to live by every single day, every single moment, which is leave it better than you found it. Yes. And uh, and that's something I learned at Hyde, and uh, and that's something that has stuck with me. It's it's leaving it better than you found it, and uh, that applies to everything. And I think that applies to this knowledge. You know, you can gain it, but this knowledge is here to apply to turn into wisdom and then to offer that wisdom to others uh, in order to, to to be stronger. Like you said, this is, this is a strong negative force in this world, but guess what? We, we are stronger, and yeah, we're no. stronger together. Oh. We got to have So, you're done, no, Jack. I'm going I'm to check in with you, all right? Beautiful. Bless up, my friend. Up, up, up. Every time.